that line in the sand is. We do that all the time, though. We justify bad habits. What's what makes you know? Is it a bad thing? And what makes them bad habits? What makes a bad habit would be the continuation of doing something that regularly has a negative effect on your life. That's a bad habit. You just continue to do it, continue to do it. Like, give me one valid reason that people should smoke cigarettes. Hmm. Like, oh God. Well, if you were to ask somebody this question 30 years ago, they would have given you several quote unquote valid reasons like health (laughs) benefits. Doctors were prescribing cigarettes. No, hold on. That's, that's some shit in itself right there. In 2051, what things that we think are okay now, (laughs) are we going to find out? completely fucked us up (laughs) um staring at a cell phone (laughs) that's uh falling asleep to the television uh uh blue light yeah yeah in in general um i i get what you like things we consume yeah things things we participate in I want to know what things are we being told are good for us right now? You know, cause I mean, it's just like you said, you, there was once a point in time where heroin was a prescription drug. Yeah. Like, so was cocaine. And we, and you, yes. And, and there's still, there's still be value in those somewhere. Somewhere. I, you know what happens, and and this also happened with with cigarettes too. And we, you know, we were just talking about what's his name, Kyle Kingsbury's podcast. Like, I've heard him and and uh, you know guys like Aubrey Marcus and uh, Mike Bledsoe. Like, they regularly use nicotine tobacco products, and these are guys that are biohackers and into health. So there's some there's something there. What, is it a bad habit? Um, only if you abuse it. Somewhere along the line, though, and and this is, I'm sure, true for those more hardcore drugs, as you want to call them. Like some guy said, I can make money with this. <laughs> <laughs> So you look at a cigarette and how do they package it by the billions? And how do you do that with machines, with chemicals to preserve them so they last longer? It's not like you're growing the tobacco in your fields and then you're rolling it up in paper that you shaved off your bamboo stick. Like it, 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 I bet if you smoked a cigarette, you know, that you, you made out of the ground yourself, it had some, some beneficial effects. Well, who knows in small 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 quantities just like just like uh just like alcohol you know and then someone discovered that if you drink enough alcohol you get drunk 
and then that's fun and it's also addicting it's it's fun to a level and then <laughs> somebody capitalized on that that addiction so so at what point does uh participating in drug use become a bad habit the, the question yes when when someone realizes it's it's addicting or when the addiction takes over that's that's a problem so like you know with let's say you smoke marijuana or you drink some you know beer or whiskey once in a while and and you decide hey i'm gonna just stop and see what happens right if you can do that you can stop and start whenever you want then you know what what's bad about it there assuming it's not going to kill you at what point does the restraint in itself become an addiction restraint the the stopping like not doing something yeah purposely choosing to refrain from using something mm. consuming something and and having it having a emotional uh hormonal response from the act of saying no dude saying no is fucking powerful mm. it can be give me an example I mean, because I got some in my head. I just want to hear what you're you're thinking about. Well, I mean, think about <clears throat> now. This has never happened to me, but I imagine that. Say you have a super stressful job, and you get offered a promotion, and you recognize that even more stress is going to come with that emo- with that promotion. And you say no to that. Mm -hmm. Like that's powerful. Okay. When, uh, when somebody recognizes that they're in a off situation and let's say something like sex is on the table and it's somebody that you don't want to have sex with and you stand your ground and you tell them no, because human beings, human beings can be manipulative and they can get what they want. Yes. I, and I, and I, we are I, I, yeah. I literally when I was 19 years old I had I had a, an apartment for like three months till I was evicted because you know you have to pay rent it's weird and, and I had a girl that I did not want to have sex with mm. refused to leave my apartment until I did okay and you kept saying no. I did. <laughs> and and until how did I, that until I, until, I did, until until I didn't? It felt disgusting, man. To say no. No. Well, it felt disgusting when. Oh yeah, I get that. Ability, when my ability to say no wasn't listened to. But when you get the opportunity to say no and hold your ground, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. There's some serious power in that. What and power? I, what's that? What power? What power? It's self-control. Okay. Uh, 
you feel powerful over the person you are saying no to? I mean, if you feel something over anybody, that's just a projection. It's it's mm-hmm. still it's it's still something that is going on with side inside of you. I imagine that for some people, yes, you would feel power over somebody else. I mean, it's no different than when somebody says yes to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you feel some sense of all right, cool, I win. Yeah, you you like to hear it, yes. It's a reward, rewarding thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying that saying no gives an equal reward. Absolutely. Or can be a, a reward in itself. Absolutely. And also, also giving someone permission to say no. Yeah, I can agree with that. I could feel it too. Um, when you can say no and feel a, some, a sense of relief yeah. right you lose there's no burden in a way it's like the, something weight is it's, lifted it's guilt-free it is guilt-free yeah a lot of people a lot of people struggle with that i had a client uh who had this story that he told himself that he had to, if somebody asked for his help he had to do it and his plate was just there's a piece of steak here. There's a slice of pizza there. There's some mashed potatoes here. There's some veggies. Here's some dessert. That plate was just filling up and up and up. And he was causing himself so much inner turmoil. And I was like, yo, you got to say no. You got to remove something from your plate. And we worked through some, we worked through some stories and uh, he ended up quitting his job and going all in on his own business. And Wow. And now is a lot happier. <laughs> that happens. It does happen. Good good job. Thanks, dude. And and I feel that um I was a, I was a boy scout as a kid. Spent a lot of years as a boy scout. Part of the 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 boy scout oath, right? This thing that you repeat every time you, you're in a room. Oh man help other people at all times it's part of that and i took that to heart man for a long time and a lot of my life direction went went that way like how can i help this person (laughs) you know (laughs) and look at us now look at the jobs we have the coaching we do we help people all the time it's it's what we do it's who we are um and then I realized too that that part of that is saying yes when people ask for help and also saying yes when there's opportunities about. So you start to just look for things and, and go in that direction. And yes, it's hard to say no because when you've found success or you've felt what it's like to help a person, why give that up? That's an addiction in itself. You help somebody with something, you feel some accomplishment. They, if they feel gratitude, it's nice. It's a weird uh, sensation. The 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 reward we get from 
being decisive. Ah. The indecisiveness is paralyzing. It's awkward. It's 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 so so awkward. Hey, hey what do you want? I don't know. Okay. Okay. You're, 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 you're married. How many times have you had the conversation? Where do you want to eat? Uh, honestly, we don't have that problem. You don't? Val, Val knows what she wants to eat. <laughs> Especially now while she's pregnant. Well, yeah, I'll, she knows, I'll... she knows what she wants most of the time. That's awesome. There have been some, some things like, um, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Okay. We both don't know. So let's yeah. just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've gotten good at, at, um, at making decisions together. I know what you mean though. I've been with people before and in other situations where I just wish they would decide. <laughs> it comes down to not wanting to disappoint the other person you want to make the right decision so you just want to let them decide yeah when, say, saying i don't know is is useless <laughs> okay you don't know what <laughs> what don't you know <laughs> why why do you believe that people struggle with indecision so much there's a lot of reasons like you said, uh, there's the, I don't want to make the wrong decision, right? So there's a fear, there's a paralyzing fear of, of being wrong or making, making the wrong choice, suffering any consequences that could happen. And they're hurting people's feelings, right? Or disagreeing with someone. It comes down to fear, fear of uh, disappointment, fear of not being good enough, fear of not making the right decision, fear of consequences, fear of fear itself. Mm-hmm. How do you get over it? Taking action. Action. Okay. How? there's a sense where a certain part of you is leaning one way and I know that I've been the guy that preaches if it's not a hard yes and it should be a hard no until you're stuck until you're in a position where you're just uncertain then which whichever way whichever direction, whichever decision, whichever path feels even the slightest bit more right, start going, start stepping in that direction. And and if shit starts to feel wrong, then back up, change, change the route. Mm, That's, that's the, I believe that's something that people are um, they're unaware of. Like you could you could start walking down run one road and realize this is this is the wrong one, 
and then turn around and go the other way or cut to the left, you know, change. People can do something else, do something different very, very easily. You decide to do one thing. I mean, there's, there's definitely some things where, Hey, once you make the decision, it's done, it's made. Like if you already ordered Chinese food and it's on the way, wait for the Chinese food, right? Yeah. You, you gave them your address. It's showing up, right? You already, they ran your credit card. Like it's already on the way. It's going to cost you more energy to cancel that order and order something else. So you weigh the you weigh the options in what the opportunity cost is. That's a really practical way of looking at it, right? You look at you look at your decisions and you you look at what um, what benefits and features there are, and, and the cost of inaction, the cost of action, and then pick the the one that most aligns with. Here's the truth: most aligns with your values Mm. and i think a lot of people are so stuck on decision making because they are they're not even aligned with their values or they don't even know what they are and when it's very clear then you're you're no longer making a decision based on uh how you feel it's based on a commitment you made The concept of values and personal values, like you said, some people don't even know, don't even know what their values are or if they have any. And that comes all the way down to identity. Growing up, growing up, it's almost, uh, take out the almost it's we follow the example of those that are in our site who we have access to and it's it's real easy to lose sight of what's important to you because of being so occupied with what's important to them. And then you grow up to find out that like somebody was just a huge piece of shit and you spent all this time <laughs> trying, to, trying to like, trying to impress them, trying to get their attention. And you're like, Oh man, yeah. now that I'm an adult and I realize that they're <laughs> an adult, they were an adult too at the age that I am now they were, wow. Yeah. That sucked. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and you spend you spend so much of your life living in a certain way thinking that you're doing the right thing only to find out that it's not bringing you any joy any fulfillment any any value i mean i mean that's what that's what your personal values should do they should provide value to your life they should you should feel good yeah make you feel good when when you when you live your life by a code you know, things that are important to you surrounding the, for me, it's, for me, it's like surrounding myself with people that are on similar missions to me, 
that provide me uh, a sense of inspiration. That's, that's huge. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. I, I've learned in my adult life that ha- the value of having integrity due to its time spent where I didn't have integrity. Now integrity is huge, hugely important to me. Um, to, to the point where it pains me when, you know, my kids ask me things that I believe they're not ready to be informed upon and I have to come up with some some answers that aren't full mm. you know I have to I have so to, you, you hold things back yeah yeah you know being being protective of them at the at the point in their life that they are you know I don't want to desensitize my children I want to keep them <laughs> I, I want to keep them with some sensitivity you know uh, I think a big part of integrity, Ron, we've talked a lot about integrity and, and something. Uh, this, I guess I a, just, I never talked about why it's important to me now. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you, you, we make mistakes in life and you, there's, there's two, two outcomes. You, you learn from them or you repeat them mm-hmm. and. I, or I you, repeat. you, you echo them in a way. Okay. And I, I spent a lot of time repeating them until, until it hurt really bad. Yeah. You know, when, when, when relationships fail, when, when you lose a job that you love and you experience pain in a way that you had never experienced it before, you, you start to think about how, how many times in my life do I want to feel these feelings? What, what do I, what do I need to do? What's, what do I need to do to avoid coming back here? Well, there's another, like talk about addiction. <laughs> that's, that's the victim mentality and it's addicted. We, you, you identify with, with, with the feelings you once, once had, or the store, the ideas you once had about a situation and then you look for it and you look for it and you want to associate with that people love to feel this like they, they love repetition in a way they like to be uh or feel something that's familiar and they don't some people don't know what joy feels like or what uh what happiness is like what it's really like they perceive right. it as getting what they want or, oh God, this is horrible. Like getting something out of somebody. Like how about you make yourself happy? What are you giving yourself? And, and to your point on, on integrity, like what it means to you, you brought something up that I was thinking about recently. Um, there's, we've defined integrity. You could go back on the podcast. You can listen to that episode where we talked all about it. Am I tapping something? No, I'm just moving on. Stop moving. You're going to type it. It's it's noisy, man. You're noisy. So, so, so we've talked about integrity and we defined it pretty well. Now, 
we can add to this. There's, there's types of integrity. There's the integrity you have with other people. Do what you say you're going to do, practice what you preach and so mm-hmm. on. And then there's the integrity within with, with yourself and the integrity with the self is when you feel good about the decision you make without guilt, uh, without recourse. And when you described um, the talking to your children about something and holding back, right? That's, that's okay, man. You still have integrity as long as you feel it's the right thing. Right. You did the right thing at that time. And it's in line with what you believe in and what's important to you and for your family. So. It's like, it's like this, when my eight-year-old asks me, Hey, why aren't you and mom together anymore? Okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to give a very blanket statement. How much of that is honest? all of it. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to falsify the information. I'm just not going to go into depth into something that she won't understand and something that might, and this is a projection that imprint something on her that that's how relationships are. Exactly. Or even cause her to resent one of us. Yeah. You know, like, that's I avoid giving my opinions of other people as as much as humanly possible. I don't I don't like telling I don't like telling anybody uh, else. You know, if somebody asks me, "Hey, you know, what do you, what do you think of Matt when he handles this situation?" I'm I'm not having that conversation. It, it, it's 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 pointless. The only person that would need to hear that opinion would be you. Mm-hmm. because if i have something to say that is cr- criticism constructive criticism that means it could help me that means it could help me so what the <laughs> why would i tell yeah bob what i think about matt bob you go get your own damn opinion of yeah go ask yeah go ask the the, the guy so the last that's a thing. that's a funny thing though and do, do you do you even formulate an opinion do you allow the judgment in that's human nature at some point we label we label things yeah. it helps us helps yeah, us remember we 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 have the tendency to be judgmental of anyone and anything at any given time and a good reminder to be easy with it is to look at the person that you're being judgmental of or look at and and realize that they're going to be being judgmental right back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, there's, there's, there's the story that I make up about them and there's the story that they make up about me. And in each of our heads, they're both true. (laughs) And no one should ever be put in the position to play defense on that. It's like, yeah, if there's, if, if you had an opinion about something about me, right, I'd want to, I would want to know what that is. 
mean, if it's something that's negative, I, it's, you're, you're going to help me fix it, turn it around. Like if, I, if I'm hurting someone's feelings or something like that, I don't, I don't want to do that. Who wants, who actually wants to hurt someone's feelings? Why would, why would you want Mm -hmm. to hurt your ex-wife by telling your daughter all the mean things and the terrible shit? If there are any, I don't know. (laughs) Or the, whatever, tell them the things about the relationship that you don't feel comfortable sharing. Like people are going to think that we've had this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. But no, you're you're 100% right. Like, you're then imprinting a story that may or may not be entirely true. And it's creating an illusion for the person you're talking to I, a, I love false, this, a false belief. This conversation is all over the place. I love it. it. It comes down to the fact that you, you asked who would actually want to do that. Somebody that's in a lot of pain, somebody yeah. that somebody that is living the victim mentality. So, so hard that they want other people to be there with them it's a it's it's a classic misery loves company yeah you know but you know what you know what else though fucking happiness loves company too i love i'm happy with people I, i love sharing good times with good people man like it's it's the best there's why else would i wake up at 4 a.m and go to work unless I get to share good times with good people, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I think it's that do people want to bring others down with them? Maybe more so. Some do. When you are, when you are lonely, sad, angry, all the, all those victim emotions, it's it's easier if you have someone with you to un, who understands how you feel so you do your best to explain it and you talk yourself into a deeper hole and if if you had the right uh, words you could easily talk yourself out of it if you have the right listener the right listener yeah you can talk you can talk yourself out of it you find someone who who agrees with you though and now now, now you're screwed you you find someone who's equally uh victimized in a way they're going to say i hear you girl like <laughs> he he is he is not good <laughs> you could do so much better how how do we <laughs> how do we circle this conversation back around to where it started? You know, and, and that's, so we talked about prior to this, prior to pressing re- record, we were talking about uh, recreational drug use and how it's growing inside, inside and outside of the community that we are in that, the regular regular use of psychedelics is becoming very popular. Um, the the acceptance of the use of marijuana is becoming more popular, and and 
I've been hearing the words plant medicine, plant medicine, plant medicine. And the question that I asked Matt before we press record was how many times does one get to tell themselves that they are using it for medicine to justify the fact that they're, they're an addict, that they're using just abusing drugs is Mm -hmm. the sense. And then we got on the conversation of, you know, what, what is drug abuse? Well, what is addiction? What is, what is is addiction? What is, and what is bad behavior? That's what, that's what we really got on was what are, what are bad habits and, and how do we determine, how does one determine? Does, do people, are there people that don't do what we do and look at us and say, that's a bad habit? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it goes to the integrity portion. You could I, I know people who smoke cigarettes. We talked about that a lot, right? Who, who have smoked a pack a day for 50 years, right? My, my dad, he's, he still smokes cigarettes. He's been smoking forever. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. And to each their own. At some point, it comes down to your integrity, right? If it's if you're happy with the decision you make and it, it doesn't hold any guilt, right? There's no, there's no weight over it. And you're like, this is fine. Who am I to judge? This is, that's my, it would be my opinion to say, Hey, that's, that's not good for you. You should put that down. Dude, that's, that's so awesome that you just stated that like that, because that's the feeling that I get. I, I used to be, I used to be the guy that would tell people, you know, Hey, that, why are you doing that? Why, like, that's like, that's not good for you. And now, and now I, I'm only going to tell you that if you come to me and you want my help, mm-hmm. if you come to me and you say, Hey, I want to live this lifestyle. I want to stop doing these things. Da, 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 da. Okay. Then you, you asked for my help. Therefore you're going to hear what I have to say about this. And, and then you tell that you tell them facts, you know, you give them yeah. evidence, evidence and you help them make a decision. That's what a coach does, right? You're not. And obviously you want to guide them in the right direction. You're not like judging you. It's no, ju- there's no judgment. It's, Hey, this is how I can help you. And Mm. you got to make these decisions on your own. And I'm here to support you. I know how tough it is. Right. I know how hard it is to make that decision to finally, finally quit or, you know, take that next step or, you know, file the LLC or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I've really been thinking a lot about, how important it is to let people live. If, if Simon Sinek has a story about uh, a 5k in Central Park, he went to a 5k with his friend. And at the end of the 5k, there were free bagels. (laughs) Well, the line for the free bagels was quite long. Simon decided that he wanted a bagel And he also did not want to wait in line. 
So he walked himself to the front of the line, reached over into the box, grabbed a bagel, walked away. And his friend was like, you can't do that. And he said, did I hurt anybody? All I did was limit my ability to choose which bagel I got. I walked over. Grabbed any bagel. I grabbed any. Ba- I grabbed the first bagel I got my hands on and I got out of there. Nobody got hurt. Rules can be broken, bent, twisted. If you're not hurting anybody. Mm. That's a funny story. I'm guilty of that. I've done the same thing. Did anyone ever stop and ask why there's a line in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) This is, uh, I took a philosophy class in college, man. It was all about this stuff. (laughs) There's, there's only a line because somebody said there has to be, or to give people the opportunity to choose. Well, because someone stood behind another person and waited. People, people like this stuff. And, and in the, philosophical terms um, we call it being part of the herd and there's there's sheep and there's wolves and, and sheep tend to herd together right they get in line they'll sit there they're dumb animals they'll just stand behind another sheep and wait and there was an experiment i remember reading uh watching a watching a something about like a documentary about this like Somebody just started a line on the street in New York City, just stood there and waited until someone stood behind them. And then people started to join the line. And then someone said, hey, what are you waiting for? (laughs) I'm just standing here, man. People, people are, they go with what seems safe, safe, socially acceptable, which is definitely acceptable to wait in line, wait your turn to grab a bagel. That's polite. Okay. It's also socially acceptable to walk ahead and just grab a bagel. It's socially acceptable to make your own choices. I, weigh, weigh your options and do what's best for you. I acted, I acted on this one day. Oh so yeah. At the local Sam's club. Traffic goes one way. Oh, I had a vehicle that I was borrowing and the gas was on the left-hand side. Well, all of the gas pumps for the gas being on the left-hand side were full. There was like five of them open for the right-hand side. So I turned around and backed in. Mm -hmm. There's still plenty of room for anybody else to show up. So I'm, I'm not getting in anybody's way by breaking this rule, by following this rule that exists. I don't know who's going to enforce it. And (laughs) And sure enough, the gas station attendant lost his damn mind what makes you think you're so special he comes over to me i was like oh sir sir calm down 
<laughs> oh, you, you, you tell someone to calm down, Ron, you know what's going to happen. The opposite of that. <laughs> sir, sir, I'm, sir I'm, I'm not special. I just need to get gas and I have to be somewhere. Oh, don't you think that other people have to be somewhere? Well, they can choose to make the same decision I did. And I'm yeah. going to get my, and I'm going to get my gas and I'm going to leave. Yeah. I, I have a good day. <laughs> you, you know, those, so sometimes those, those pumps can pull all the way to the other side. True. I've seen science, like there's, yeah, there's a Costco here. They have a gas station and it says, there's a sign that says that like pull up to any pump left or right. It doesn't matter. And it'll reach. They solved the, the 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 problem already. Fixed. Man, how did we get into talking about gas stations? We're just talking about being good humans mm. at the end of at the end of this conversation. That's what it all comes down to. At the I, end of the day, people are people do make decisions based on values, and if they value being socially accepted cool then they can wait in line so other people can cannot give a fuck uh and and here's here's the 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 thing let people have their story about you because once you we i remember you and i having this conversation once it's on one of our earliest episodes of a podcast where you said the moment we close this meeting, you don't know me anymore, right? This it's over, right? We could be anything. We could do anything. You could be be, anyone. (laughs) Either one of us could literally choose to say, I don't want to live this fucking lifestyle anymore. I'm going to go do something else. And and that's and, it and that's it and and then and then you get you get the term hypocrite thrown the the word hypocrite thrown around i are they really a hypocrite or are they just somebody who changed their mind this oh man this isn't this isn't the <laughs> trial run of life you know <laughs> you can do this shit you oh can, man I, I you can take drugs and and not wait in line and whatever pump as your gas on the, pump your gas on the wrong side backing in on a one-way yeah <laughs> as long as you're not hurting anyone and you're okay and you're okay with your decisions for real if you're not causing yourself or anyone else em- serious emotional or physical harm breaking laws like avoid like, jail time like yeah this. don't don't do something that's going to cause you to pay a have pay a price it's going to have consequences right weigh the options figure out the consequences but yeah. uh, you know i've heard a lot of people say recently just question everything i've heard i think i've heard you say that before as well everything question question everything is do things really need to be the way that they are and what rules can we bend and bend and break and you know just that's that's something i read uh this i think it was this morning instagram thing it said something about um the reasonable man adapting to the world around them 
and the unreasonable man adapting the world to them. And the unreasonable man is how we make progress. There's plenty of people that can adapt to what's going on. That's easy, right? Go get any regular nine to five job. You got to do what they, they do, right? Be part of the, the machine. And then there's the people that say, nah, I think there's a better way. I like it this way. So I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> That's how innovation happens, man. The, yeah. Where, where would we be without that? I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily know who, who needs to hear this, but we live in the most technologically advanced time of human history, and it's only gaining momentum at an alarming rate. So if there's ever been a time in our evolution where you can do whatever the fuck you want, it's now. It's true. Yo, you're coming to visit. Mm. I am. I hopefully, will. Hopefully, there. You know, there's that whole that whole baby thing could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna come visit. What are we? What are we gonna do? Choke each other. Yeah. That's gonna happen. I mean, I'm I'm rusty, so it's probably you're probably gonna kick my ass. Although I get to practice tomorrow. Excited. Yeah. You give give yourself two weeks. You got two weeks to get better. <laughs> to get into I, it i just i, I just gotta listen up <laughs> and also two weeks to to stay injury free dude dude <sighs> yes keep it up yeah uh stay healthy what else are we gonna do um record some some stuff we'll do a podcast we will plan live and in person live and in person yeah we'll plan some stuff we're going to be doing uh you know we got things coming up we got things coming up we've been doing this a while around it's been two years i know it's exciting two years of the podcast and and it's time to take it take it to the next level can, can we can we give COVID some credit for us keeping this alive? Cause we had some downtime. Yes. <laughs> we had a lot of uptime, man. We had a lot of time to learn and, and create and think and experience and, and we're going to use all that. Right. Um, so yeah, COVID helped and in a lot of ways. COVID helped with this, with our, um, our personal business, uh, with our everything. It helped with everything. It was good. That's it. And that being said, yeah, we're going to plan some stuff. We're going to plan our next day of discomfort. That was fun the first time. It's going to be even more fun the second time. We're going to plan our, our workshop that we're going to do for people. Um, and in the future, it's gonna be cool. What do any you I, any idea when we're gonna do that workshop? October thirteenth to Wednesday. What time? Six p.m. Six p.m. Zoom. Zoom. How long is it? How long is it gonna be? Ninety minutes, my friend. Ninety minutes. 
and and it's going to be uh <laughs> how would you how would you label this workshop labels who talked just talked about labels i know but, but he, people need it people need to know they need to label it they need to a, say oh wait that's a thing how would you label it what do you label i would it? i would i would label it as leadership education leadership education what does that mean for for you the guy listening yes you yes me <laughs> it means that if you are in a role where people, humans have to do what you expect them to do. Fitness coach, school teacher, youth sports coach, management at any career, you will benefit from being a part of this workshop. Parent. Parent. Yeah, yes. A big one. You will benefit from taking this workshop hand over fist and it's going to be free how how will how will they benefit what are the what are people going to get out of the workshop ron they're going to be able to give themselves the ability to instill confidence in themselves and others mm, that's that's huge and if you're playing the leadership game and you're not confident in yourself you're experiencing some Oh, geez, I just went blank. Imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. There it is. <laughs> if you are yes. in a leadership position and you are experiencing imposter syndrome, then this is definitely a workshop for you. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. And, 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 and we're talking the ability to make decisions, right? Be decisive. You're going to learn that set really clear goals and expectations so that it's, it's impossible to, to misunderstand and misalign with confidence comes from action comes from being decisive. We get those things down. We get them on paper. We get you talking to yourself and talking to people in a way that, that, that drives that forward. Things are going to change. So, yeah anyone anyone's going to benefit from it so that's what matt and i are going to be working on when he comes to visit we're going to be putting the pieces to this workshop together we're going to be practicing some jujitsu because we think that is very fun we're going to get out into the woods we're going it's to go also fun we're going to go swimming where it's very very cold water mm. it's going to be a real good time. get a little uncomfortable i'm excited ron and uh yeah thanks a lot this Thank was you. an interesting conversation. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to listening to it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what the hell did we talk about? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, but if you had any, if you learned something though, let's, let us know if there was any value in this. And, and, if, and if you don't want to wait until the workshop to get to work on that imposter syndrome, lack of confidence and start making some changes, reach out to us for uh, individual coaching. Yeah, We're we could do that too. Yep. Deal. Awesome, guys. Awesome, Ron. Peace out. I gotta, oh, I, I gotta hit stop.